Hey guys, what's going on? It's your girl Maya K with Gio. How are you? And we're super excited to bring you keys to the game. We have been working on this podcast for a few months now, praying about it, just trying to figure out what is missing in the industry, what's missing um, with podcasts so that we can bring you something different that can really help you guys with your businesses um, and working in entertainment. So we're going to do our introductions and then we'll just hop right into it. Um, so yeah, I'm Maya Kay, and I was born and raised in North Philly. I'm an 11-time author, a publisher. I'm probably best known for Before Empire, raised in Brasheria as the Greatest Gray with Andrea Mayberry. And uh, I do celebrity ghostwriting as well as I just signed my first author this year. So being a publisher is new to me. Um, and I'm a businesswoman, so yeah, I'm excited about all of that, and definitely happy to be teaming up with Gio. Uh, we met a couple years ago, um, actually through our, my publisher, and wanted to work together before, and now we just feel like, you know, the time is right, and we have God's grace over this project. So yeah, that's me, and I'm currently in LA, so... Right, you're on the West Coast, I'm on the East Coast. So that's cool. And yeah, I guess this is my introduction. I'm Geo. Uh, I'm the CEO of Geo Global Management. We do brand management, marketing, and public relations for entertainers and athletes. And I'm super excited to be a part of this. Like Maya was saying, we connected through her publisher, and um, we also worked on um, Andrea Mayberry's book. Um, to some regard together, and I'm just super excited just to be able to, you know, use our journeys to be able to help other entrepreneurs. We're still, of course, in our journey, but you, I know that I've learned so much over the last 12 years that I've been in the industry, and yeah, this is key to the game. All right, so our first episode is Shattering the Myths. Um, and we wanted to focus on shattering some of the myths that pop up in conversations we hear, things we see on social media, um, even me being here in Hollywood and just kind of listening to some people talk. Uh, it could be a little bit, a bit disturbing because we believe that everybody has their own path. So there's no one way to do this. So when you have people kind of allowing myths, to control their journey. Um, I just think it's kind of sad, um, but sometimes they, that's why we need podcasts like this, um, as well as other podcasts that support creatives and entrepreneurs so that people don't feel overwhelmed. Um, you can pick and choose what you listen to, filter it and apply what works for you. Right. Um, so first we're gonna talk about our business pet peeves because that's how we're gonna break the ice. Uh, just so you guys are aware, every episode, we're going to talk about business pet peeves, and I'm sure, you know, we all have them. Um, I would say my business pet peeve is people sliding in DMs. I feel like people will, they will do everything but book the consultation that is required to work with you. So they'll try yeah. to ask one question and I'm okay with one question like hey how do I get in touch with you um because I'm okay with that like that's cool but then when you I say oh well you can shoot an email here you know and here's the link to book 
And I'm really big on giving people everything they need without them having to ask me. So you won't have to ask me, oh, so how do I book? You won't have to ask me two and three questions. The minute you inbox me, I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, here's my, here's the email, here's the link to book. So when I have people constantly right. like going forth and they asking all these questions, it's like you're trying to get a free consultation via DM, and it's right. just, I'm not really a fan of that. Like, that's a huge pet peeve right. of mine. Yeah, there there has to be a level of uh there has to be a cut off at some point. I find myself probably always giving out free consultations because I just, you know, I'm passionate about what I do, but you definitely have to draw the line, especially with people that you don't know and people that go in the DMs. You have to make people respect how your business runs. And, you know, if you take consultations through the email or face to face and that's what they have to do in order to hear what what it is that you have to say so i definitely agree with that yeah um and i know you mentioned uh like you was it the private business pages oh yeah private business pages oh my god so it makes no sense to me unless you are trying to keep your business at a certain level as to why your business page would be private i mean it's the whole point of having a business is so that you know it can be open and so that people from, you know, all walks of life, whatever, can have access to your business. That's the whole point of social media. So why you would want to keep your business uh, away or not open to the public doesn't make any sense. But I see it all the time, like all the all the time. And I don't know why you would need to screen customers or maybe they're screening their competition. I don't know, but it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, it, it's like a private business page. It makes no sense. Now, I know people who have a open business page and then they have their personal page, which they keep private, which I understand if you post in, you know, pictures of your family and you just want only people that know you um, to have access to that. But when you're running a business, you definitely need to be open to um people being able to access you because it just, it just, it's not personal. And at some level, like business is personal. So people want to be right. able to see who they're with. They want to see what your brand is about. And so, yeah, that's like another pet peeve, like just that whole private business page thing. doesn't make any sense. Um, just have two pages and have one um, where you accept, you know, only people that, you know, I keep my Facebook like that. I have my Facebook fan page and then, my per private Facebook is for friends and family only. So that makes yeah. sense. I don't yeah, have a just, business page, but I need to get one though. Oh, on Facebook? Yeah, I mean, even on Instagram. My 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 page I don't feel like is really dedicated to my business, so to say. I probably need to do that, especially since I need to, you know, I do it for my clients. I think that I probably need to separate it too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some people have said my page is, they know because it's writer Maya that it's writer Maya. So they know it's going to be like all things writing, but they also know it's like personal. But most of my stuff is writing and it does focus on like my publishing and my business and my books. Um, but I still think, yeah, I think like your page is super, it's very business, but still very you though. Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of feel the same way about yours. Like I, I don't think you, 
Um, like even with the occasional post of, you know, your baby girl, I don't think you're taken away from the business. I think because your name is in the business page, it's like you expect to get Geo and you expect to get the global management company. That's kind of how I look at it. Like you expect right. to get writer and you expect to get Maya. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit of personal, a little bit of business. Um, yeah, I think it could work. I just think that if you're focusing on building your brand, then maybe 85% of your page should be, you know, branding. But right. Yeah. Oh, if it sure. works, it works. Yeah. Right. I, I look at it like it works. But here. definitely no private business pages. It makes no sense, yo. It really doesn't. Yeah. But, it really doesn't. So, all right. So now let's shatter these myths. So we picked the top three myths. Um, and Gio, just like your last couple of words were a little muffled. You might have to talk up um, a oh, little bit. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so we picked the top three myths that we felt were um, inundating the business community um, and also the Hollywood community. So just so you're aware, we will be talking all things business and entrepreneur and branding, but um, we're also helping people who work in the industry because creatives and actors and writers, you you are your own business. <laughs> I mean, so um, right. it's definitely important for us to focus on that as well. So our first myth that we will be breaking is the hustle myth. And right. the hustle myth um, is the big one because <clears throat> I think personally people focus too much on um, I got to be moving 24-7. So I used to laugh when people used to say, well, if Diddy ain't sleeping, then neither should I. And I'm like, but Diddy got six kids. Like, you know, and I'm not saying right. that you don't have kids that you shouldn't be hustling. But I was, I just feel like, you know, we always use these moguls and examples of people who really are like at a different level. And I think it's good mm -hmm. to be in by them but I think it's crazy to kind of make like base your whole motives of moving around on their story it goes back to what I said everybody has their own path their own lane and how they do things and I've been in a season where I hustled my behind off I was living in Atlanta and I was driving around I was putting and I mean, driving in Atlanta ain't no joke. So it ain't like, you know, in a closed in city like Philly, where, you know, you can drive down different streets and, you know, everything is around the corner. You know, in Atlanta, everything is spread out. And I was driving around, putting my Avon flyers in these mailboxes. Um, and like, I really thought I was doing something. And then I went home and sat by the phone and swore that I was going to have, you know, what's up by the computer? I swore I was going to have all these orders. And I just remember hearing guys say, like, when I lead you somewhere or if I give you a business idea or you're working on something, you're going to have to understand my grace is a big part of it. Like, the hustle is good, right. but grace is a big part of it. So, I just feel right. like the hustle moves. Go ahead. I mean, I feel like, I mean, me, I, I'm like a hustler, but I also know that in everything in life that there has to be balance. And I know that, um, you know, I was on that kid's team, no sleep and all that stuff. And sometimes I do find myself staying up till, you know, six or seven. But I know that every good thing has balance. So um, in anything, hustling your business and all that, you 
you can't overwork yourself to the point where you're not yourself or you're not 100% or whatever. Like, you losing sleep for all these weeks and months and all that. You're not going to be able to function. And so if you're not functioning in your business and you're not in your right mind and your mind is not clear, then you can't be the best entrepreneur that you can be. So, yeah, I'm all for the hustle because that's what I do every day. But I've learned to put my phone down and I've learned to um, – you know, lay the freak down sometimes if that's what I have to do. I'm not, I'm, I don't feel like that I have to work myself to death in order to get, get my goal. I feel like that I can um, set a goal and, you know, put the proper time into it. And sometimes projects do require you not, you know, whatever, but that shouldn't, that shouldn't be the precedent for you being successful. You don't have to like not go to sleep for a whole year and, and at the end of the tunnel, you feel like, okay, I'm going to be successful. No, you just have to make a plan, make a plan, and stay on what it is that you're supposed to do. And you'll see right. the results from it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what yeah, I, mean. I think balance is a big part of it. And I think that's what people miss. And I think also our social media culture has played a part in the hustle mentality. And like I said, we're we're natural born hustlers. I think that that's um, a given, especially when you're being from North Philly. Like, I don't know how not to hustle, but um, I've just learned that there are seasons for it. And so I read this article once and it said, you know, there is a season for you to build. There's a season for you to rest and there's a season for you to run. And if you're doing any one of them in the wrong season, then you're just turning your wheels like a hamster. It doesn't matter anyway. So you know, I, I usually, you know, have this discernment of, okay, what season am I in guy? Okay. I'm in the build season. So that means in this season I'm building. That means in this season, I may not see um, a whole bunch of revenue from something I just launched because I'm in a building season. I'm building the materials. I'm working on, you know, digital materials to sell or classes or workshops. And because I know that, then I don't need to be frustrated about me seeing somebody else um, selling their digital products and making all this money off of their online courses. So right. I think that's the other thing, like it's okay to hustle, but just know what season you're in. So when you're in a rest season, then you know you're resting and that doesn't mean you're not doing anything, but it just, in my opinion, resting, um, it just kind of means, you know, that this is a season maybe where God is going to be opening a lot of the doors. Like you don't have to, uh, the seeds from your previous season, basically, in my opinion, kind of manifest in your rest season. Like, you know, it's like, okay, I did all this building and, you know, when I had a season of running, I did all this running and now is my season to, you know, kind of rest. Um, again, it doesn't mean right. you're not doing anything, but I just believe that's where you start to see the seeds that you sold in your previous seasons um, start to grow. You kind of start to see the work uh, pay off. Um, so I just think that it's key to kind of just keep that in mind, you know, build, build, rest, run. And I think if you put it in perspective that way, then you won't feel like, oh, I'm like behind the clock. You know what I mean? You'll right. you'll feel right. like, oh, okay, I know what season I'm in. So I don't need to be looking to my right or my left or on Instagram. Right. Like, I know what season. So. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So we just want you guys to. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying. So that breaks the, the hustle myth, I guess. Yeah, yeah. We just want you guys to take your time and understand, you know, where you are and who you are. Um, 
Okay, so miss number two, which Gio is going to take the head for this one because I know she had a lot of points about the social media myth. Um, and yeah, we just you know, I just feel so indifferent about social media because I come from, um, I come from the, I started before social media actually was the thing. Um, so when social media happened, I kind of had to catch up with, you know, just, I had to catch up just with the whole entire situation. So it's like, I appreciate people that get on from social media and where it looks like it's just a microwavable situation. But like, if there was no such thing as social media, your business still has to be established. So therefore, you know, you really can't base your business around social media. You cannot look at social media as a way to, um, as the foundation for your business. You can, social media is meant to be a tool. It's not a foundation for something. And I think that a lot of people just look at social media and they see, oh my God, this person has this many followers and this and that. And so, oh, they must be successful. Like I hate when people think that just because somebody has a million followers that they're successful. No, most of the people that I know that are successful that are in the business that I'm in, none of them even have like crazy pages. Like. They probably, mm. like, I was just on somebody's page that I super admire that I met, um, that I just met, and they were actually, I went to a concert, and this individual was the producer of the entire tour, and I go on this person's page, and they have 1,500 followers. So it's right. like, that's the person that you would want to be connected to, not the artist. Like, that's the real boss, and they have 1,500 followers. So it's just like people right. need to just really understand what social media was created for and use it as such and don't build your business around something that's so fickle because if it goes away, then what? I think people are more so – it's just the microwavable culture that I hate. Everything has to be so quick, fast, instead of building something that is um, – you know, that's going to last, like creating a legacy. A legacy should be able to withstand without social media. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's definitely important to remember that because I think it was, what, two weeks ago when everything shut down, Facebook and Instagram were having issues. And I mean, it was horrible. And I think for people who use social media for fun, they were just like, okay, whatever. But like for people who run a business on social media there was some people feeling pain you know once it was back up and right. running you know I saw a lot of posts and some of them were funny but some of them you could tell that people didn't really know what to do because we right. were without we were without both for 24 for almost 24 hours so I think it's just safe to say that um it's not about the amount of followers somebody has I remember just well, her name is, is spelled differently than I'm saying it, but I think it's just Living Baby. She's the really, um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I love her. Just living yeah, she's so funny. She's the really like, well, I think she's okay with it because she always says she's big and healthy, but she's like the really big, lovable young lady. And she, I remember her saying like, you know, y'all be tripping. These followers are not dollars. And so she's right. like, I give you the content that I want to give you. And so at the time, I want to say she had like a half.
half a million. Now she, you know, she is a million. But I think it's important to recognize that. Um, while it's great to have a large following, um, unless you know how to turn your followers into customers and buyers, they're just followers. You know, and, I, and I'm not saying right. that's a downplay. It is great um, because it does give you a larger audience to reach. But we just want to break the myth that people with the most followers are making the most money or I have to have this many followers in order to see revenue. Um, that's not yeah, true at all. It's not, it's not yeah, true it's not at all. So what you it's, have to do is have a solid business plan and execute your business plan and execute your business strategy and stick to that. Like that's what, that what, that's what builds and creates success and revenue, not a bunch of followers. The followers are just a tool or a platform that you can use to sustain your business, but it shouldn't be the foundation of your business. And then, to be honest, there are some times where there are opportunities for businesses that sprouted from social media, and they were just based on social media. But those type of business owners need to understand how that works. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure when social media came, there was a way, like there were plenty of businesses that sprouted from that that run off that. So they need to actually have a plan T if it was to not, you know what I mean? That business model can only fit if social media exists. So once this is over, I need to understand that I need to create something else for something else. Not feeling like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I know, I'm pretty sure that there are businesses that are just for that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we get it like with, huh? Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, I know we get it. Like there are people who used it and they did become famous. Over, like I think about I am Zoe, um, the girl J. Cole. Is it? Yeah, I think it's J. Cole. Um, the young lady who won the social award on BT. Like there are some people who, yeah, that's how they started. But they I don't believe they went into it with the mindset of. If I get a million followers, I'm gonna make money. They were just having fun. You know, I am Zoe was just having fun and making people laugh. And he ended up on, you know, um, wilding out and just hilarious. You know, when we think about those people, but they all have a comedic factor to them. So, you know, even if you have that, that is an entrepreneur, that is a business. You know what I mean? Like, we're not trying to knock those things, but we're just saying to be conscious that um, being on social media doesn't equal revenue right away. It's just not. That's just not how it works. It takes building. Like, yeah, yeah, what we're saying is just don't make it your end all be all. That's what we're saying. Yeah. We're not saying yeah, that that's it's like it. a that's it. it's an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing, but just don't make it your end all be all for what it is that you're doing. Exactly what we're saying. Yep. All right. So now we're going to our final myth, which is the Hollywood myth probably my favorite myth <laughs> um yeah the hollywood so there's this notion out here that if i move to hollywood that i have to work in hollywood in order to make it in hollywood and i think it is probably one of the craziest things i've ever heard in my life um because one it's very tough to get an entertainment job out here um when if you especially if you don't already have the plugins, you know what I mean. Um, right. Um, it's hard to get an entertainment job if you have the plugins. So just imagine how it feels. You know, you're new. 
gonna make it. Um, even if you're willing to start. Hello. Very yes. It is I'm still. Oh, it is still very challenging to um, come into Hollywood and to um, break into entertainment. So to think that you have to work in the business in order for you to be successful in the business, um, I just think it's a myth that needs to be broken ASAP because you have people who are turning down jobs just because it's not a job in the business. Um, and that's crazy. Like you have bills. <laughs> so even wanting to be a full-time entrepreneur and wanting to be self-employed full-time, wanting to be a full-time actor, whatever that looks like, it's, you have to be wise enough to know how to fund your, your business and fund your dreams. So you, um, if you want to be an actor, you get a job at a restaurant, you know, and you hustle that restaurant job, especially because it'll probably give you the opportunity to take off when you have an uh, audition. You can switch shifts with somebody. But I just hate that whole saying that, you know, you have to live in, when you live in Hollywood, you have to work in the business to be in the business. There are people who work in the business. Um, I mean, who are in the business who didn't work in the business. They had regular right. nine to five and they just kept working on their projects at night or when they got off, they would work on whatever they were working on and they just kept plugging away at it. And then eventually somebody took notice. Um, but I just think wisdom plays a, a big role in that. You have to be willing. Um, like, for instance, with me, you know, I'll be a living nanny starting tomorrow and I'm not working in industry at all. But I mean, not working. In, yeah, I'm not, quote unquote, I don't have a job in the industry, but I'm still texting with executives at studios. I'm still willing, you know, and able to meet during the daytime with people who may want to work with me. But it, I don't really feel like you have to work in Hollywood to be a part of it. Um, there probably right. are more people who get on not working in Hollywood. And I think that's because, um, for example, if you're a PA and you're working 80 hours a week on set, when do you have time to go to auditions? Right. Like, you don't. <laughs> so, you know, right. if you're working on any movie set or any TV set, you know that th there's no such thing as a nine to five in this entertainment business. So, you know that your time is booked, which is why most um, people who are in Hollywood, they do try to get flexible jobs like at a restaurant um, or just something where they work a couple days a week part time. Um, a lot of people out here do Uber, Lyft and Postmates. You know, they really just try to find ways to make money because they really believe in their dreams enough that, you know, they're not trying to go broke doing it. But they do understand that um, they need that flexibility. Yeah, they still got to get paid. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really, yeah, that was important yeah. for me to break. And I think it goes across the board, even with entertainment, not just Hollywood. <laughs> if you're in the music business, whatever you're doing creatively, um, you don't necessarily have to work in that industry in order to make it in that industry. Um, because you may not get a job in that business. So you don't want to sit to the side and be waiting around and, you know, turning down other opportunities. And then you don't know what the opportunity will lead to. Um, you know, I took a security position and I ended up doing quote unquote security, um, slash escorting at the NAACP image awards. Like you just don't know what it'll lead to. So the job you're turning down could very well lead to the position or the people that you need to meet. Um, so yeah, that's just important to keep in mind that that's just a whole myth that I feel like 
definitely needs to be broken. When you come out here, I'm not saying take the first thing handed to you, but yeah, you don't have to necessarily take a job in the industry. Um, and again, because they're hard to come by, even for people who have the connections. So if you don't have right. connections, it's even harder. So, you know, just kind of pace yourself and come here with the plan and put that plan into place. But every job can lead to something. Um, even the woman that right. I'll be nannying for, she's a VP of a modeling agency. Now, no, I have no interest in modeling, but I'm pretty sure she knows a lot of people, you know? Right. So you have to kind of use that wisdom to be like, okay, why is God opening this door instead of that door? Well, maybe because though I think working for CBS Studios will get me there quicker, maybe not, you know, maybe because I won't have any time, but if I'm working for, you know, this woman and her family, then possibly, you know, it will lead to the opportunity that, you know, I've been wanting. Right. I think in all things, it's just good for all entrepreneurs just to stay optimistic, stay open-minded, stay focused. That's what I think. That's probably the best advice I can give. I've never, I mean, for me, I've never um, worked a job outside of the industry, but um, so our journeys are different. However, I think that it still takes the same amount of, you know, like I said, optimism, open-mindedness, and focus. Like, for instance, if I started off, first I started off as a model, then I went into styling after I had my first kid. And um, I got a job at a label for a wardrobe. And what happened was the artist that I was going to work with on their project, um, they weren't ready. So I was, like, lingering around. And after lingering around for, like, a month or two, they were just like, oh, you seem kind of knowledgeable. You want to try being a junior A&R. And that's how that worked. So never would I think me going to this label for wardrobe and fashion, which I was just so wrapped up in, that that would open up the door for what it is that I'm doing now. And that's what has sustained me, um, you know, this majority of my professional career of me doing the A&R and just going into um, artist management and all that other type of stuff and having my own business for five years. That that very um, experience that I had at that label is what set up for me for what, you know, I've been doing for so long. So. It's got to stay open. Yeah. Just I never think know how things are going to. Yeah. yeah. You just never know how things are going to connect. Um, and if I would have been like, oh, no, I don't want to do that. That's not fashion stuff. Then I just would have missed my opportunity. And I probably wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing now. So. Yeah, I know. think that's. Yeah, I think that's. That's like the key is just staying open. So whether you work in it or don't, we're just saying you need to be open to the way God wants to bring your opportunities to you and bring your destiny to pass. You know, you just have to stay open to how it's going to happen. And I always say, you know, don't reject a blessing because it's not packaged the way you expect. And you just never know um, how it's going to pan out. So, you know, the whole purpose of breaking this is, again, we're not we're not against any of these three things we mentioned clearly, but we just want you to be sensible and use wisdom and how you approach it so that you're not putting all your eggs in one basket or feeling like, Oh, I failed because I didn't reach a certain amount of followers, excuse me, by this certain amount of time or even just in general. 
you know, we're just telling you to take precaution <laughs> with, with all of it, you know, with hustling, right. with social media, with Hollywood, just take precaution and have fun along the way and know that it's a process regardless of, you know, how you work the system. It's still going to be a process. There are no overnight successes. It takes 10 years, like everybody says. It really does. <laughs> right, 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 right. I agree. Uh, you know, yeah. So what's yeah, our so next? Yeah. Well, that was we the last myth. Oh, no, that was our last myth? Wow. Yeah, it was three. We chose the top three. Um, just because we, you know, we didn't want to, I guess, overpower or inundate people with too much information. And I think we focused on three because we realized these were the ones that were probably out there the most, especially with the social media and the hustle one. Um, but I mean, if you have a, something else on the top of your head that came up while we were talking, I mean, we still have time for you to throw it out there. Um. I mean, not really shattering the myth. I just think, uh, no, I think that this was good. I think the last one kind of opened up for like a little bit more inspiration. So I think that that was good. I just think that um, probably the best advice that we could probably give is the openness. I think that that's like super important. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I'm still, you know, I'm open. I'm, I have to open myself up. Like I'm learning to... Um, open myself up. I mean, well, keep myself open, you know, every day, especially with just new projects, new ventures, all that stuff, you know, that we talk about. It's just, you know, super important to just be open and in tune with, you know, God. I think that that's super important, too, that if you're in tune with God, then, you know, you should feel comfortable with where it is that he's leading you, even if you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, um, well, before we move on to our biz soulmate of the week, and before we let you guys know how you can get in touch with us to send like your questions or topic suggestions, and before we pray out, that's a big part of this podcast. We wanted to make sure we were covering the entrepreneurs. Um, but before we do, I think it's cool to kind of announce our second episode so you guys can come back excited next week. Uh, we will be talking about divorce, divorcing friends in business. And I'm sure that <laughs> we both have some right. stories without trying to shame anyone. You know, we're not here. This podcast isn't about dismissing or talking down about anyone. But you do know, you know, if we we're going to share our experiences, that's what it's for. So. Um, yeah, no shade. It's just about like, hey, I had this terrible experience and I don't need to name names. But if it's going to help someone else not make the same mistake when it comes to friends and business, then, yeah, we just going to share them experiences. So, um, of course, all in, right. you know, class, all in just having a conversation. But I definitely think this is a great second topic, um, divorcing friends and business, because I, it's it can be very tough you know, having a business and, you know, dealing with friends and family. Um, so, yeah, right. so hope you guys will be back next week to join us for that. Um, and now we want to talk about our biz soulmates of the week. And we chose, Gio? Nipsey Hustle. Yeah. And, of um, course, I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, for obvious reasons, but I mean, when you really look at, like you said, it takes 10 years. He really used his 10 years to the utmost. And I mean, I think that he turned his 10 years into a, a lifetime legacy that will just carry on, I mean, forever and ever and ever. And so we would have to salute him. I mean, just to see the impact of one in, individual and how it's impacted the world. And just so subtly, like, you know what I mean? He was so mm-hmm. subtle with it. He stuck to his plan. He wasn't trying to do more than this person or do this or do that. He was really just true to himself. He wasn't trying to be a mogul. He wasn't trying to do, like, you know what I mean? Like, he wasn't, he just really followed his course and look at what that got him. And, I mean, it's just truly admirable to, like, see that. So, like, shout out to, you know, Nipsey Hussle and, the all money in family and his family and, you know, the marathon, the marathon continues for sure. And uh, we salute him. Yeah, I think for me, I remember um, my homie Blue Flame, who is a rapper in Philly, he kept saying, like, I know you're going to like Nipsey because you like Nas. And, you know, he's conscious and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I mean, I have no problem trying them out, but I followed Karen Civil for so long, and of course, you know, she always posted and talked about Nipsey, but it was the book that he read, Contagious, which of course was written by someone in Philly, and when he wrote Well, when he read it and he talked about where he got his idea from to sell his mixtapes for $100, I went and downloaded the book so quickly and I read it and I was like, that is so decent. Like, I'm from Philly. I didn't even know there was a $100 Philly cheesesteak because I would never pay $100 for a cheesesteak. But there are people out there who did do it. And so that's when I first got wind of Nipsey and started to kind of follow his journey. And I'm going to be honest, it wasn't the music that captured me. It was his mind. It was his business mind. It was his, the way he would talk in his interviews and how he was always given, you know, dropping these gems. And of course, I love the way he turned his life around and, you know, all the positive things he was doing. And even being here in LA, um, I tell people like I pass Crenshaw and Salson all the time. And even when right. today, it was yesterday, where they had the the gangs, they made a truce and came together to um, march on his behalf. I think that says more than any post that we've ever been able to post. The fact that gang members are like, all right, you know, for today, we're going to be cool. Hopefully it's permanently, but you right. know that they all come together for this reason, which goes to show his legacy definitely is powerful. And I don't even know if right. he realized the impact that, that he was having, you know, and him, you know, not being here now, but still just this whole aura that it is kind of dark here in L.A. is definitely somber. But just that whole aura of we're going to make sure the marathon continues. Um, and I think it just goes back to making sure you are using your legacy for good. You know what I mean? Everybody right. says, oh, I want to go back and buy the block. Nifty actually went back and bought the block. Like, and I think right. that you, you know, I don't think he he like. Um, Gio was saying he was subtle and humble he wasn't like bragging about it he was just trying to show his community that you can be from a rough neighborhood go back to the neighborhood and build it up Um, and so that's why we chose him as our biz soulmate of the week because he definitely was a businessman he was more than a rapper more than an artist 
um, to me, he really was the LA legacy. You got the Lakers saluting him, the the uh, LAPD. I mean, I mean everybody, have, like everybody, yeah. crazy. It's a worldwide salute. I've never seen so many. <laughs> it was like people was posting the the vigils like it was a tour or something. Yeah, it was like crazy. It was like crazy, and for him to have his funeral at the um the Staples Center. Um, I mean that that in itself says a lot. Uh, says a lot. I mean, the last person to have their funeral at the Staples Center was Michael Jackson. So, I mean, yeah. you know, he's considered the greatest artist of our time. So, well, for me, really, if you really tally up everything that's happened before and after his death, and the influence and the impact, and I mean, I read something that was saying that he, um you know, his work was going down in American history, like they're literally yeah. going to include him in the American history and all those things, like you would have to say he would be probably if not the greatest rapper, one of the greatest rappers because he really used his platform to really make a change and the change is right in front of our face, so that's something that you can't deny and I also can't say that there have been rappers that were able to accomplish that. I think there's some that may have started it with the intent, but I mean, we see the evidence of the work that he put in right here, so you have to respect that. Yeah, so absolutely. Nipsey Hussle, job well done, August 15th, 1985 to March 31st, 2019. And we are always praying for his family and for Lauren and the children as well. Um, so you guys, we want to hear from you. We want to hear, you know, comments, questions, um, of just anything that you have about entrepreneurship. It doesn't, we can't promise we'll get to all of them, but we do want to take a portion of our podcast and use a few minutes to give back to answer those questions. Um, especially those who may have wanted to book consultations and our schedules are busy or, um, you know, who sometimes you do DM and it's just a lot of DMs that come through. So we want to give you that opportunity. Um, so our email address is the global CEOs. That's the global and then CEOs with an S at the end at gmail.com. Um, we want you to be able to reach us. I'll make sure that it's in the comment. I mean, the details of the podcast, it'll be in the details so you can see it, but just send us questions, send us comments, especially if your questions revolve around the topic or the episode of the week. So like next week we talked about, we'll be talking about friends, um, and business. And so if you have questions around the net, that'll increase your, your chances of having your question answered. We're open to topic suggestions as well. Um, so be sure that, you know, you hit us up and let us know even what you think about the podcast, Keys to the Game. Make sure you yeah. follow both of us on Instagram. And we will be um, setting up an Instagram page You'll just have to give us a second because I don't want to say it's going to be keys to the game and then somebody already has that. So we have to make sure we might have to add an S or we might have to change up something just to make sure, um, you know, that nobody else has it. But in the meantime, you can follow Ryder Maya. And, and Geo So Global on Instagram. Yep. Just make sure you follow us on Instagram and you'll always see our post and everything reflecting 
the podcast. And so that way we'll be able to keep you updated on everything. But we appreciate you guys. And don't forget, this is the keys to the game.